0: Karen, I am 85 years old, and something surprising and new is happening in my spiritual life.
1: Hmm. And I have been married to you 60 of those 85 years, Mm -hmm. so I'm very eager to know what new thing is happening in your life.
0: I will share it with you, okay? (laughs) Welcome to the Before We Go podcast featuring Dr. David Maines and his wife, noted author, Karen Maines. Here's David and Karen Maines. Well, it's not as though you don't know what is happening, but you haven't been there in the room while it's happening. In mean, the room where
1: it happens. <laughs>
0: yeah. We were at church at the end of a service.
1: People were chatting. Yeah, and I
0: kind of ended the conversation and I walked over to where Roger is. Roger's a retired school teacher, high school teacher. I just heard him talking. And I didn't eavesdrop because... He was talking
1: like, across the way to another gal.
0: Yeah, and so I kind of it up. And, and he was talking about how he is being trained to be a spiritual director. Mm-hmm. And and she was in that same program. Yes, they were in the been, same program. And apparently, they were talking about now they've come to the place where they needed to actually employ the skills that they learned and needed... Uh, I don't directees. Know, yeah, directees. <laughs> And he said, I can't find one person. I need one more person. And I kind of walked up and listened. And I said, hey, I'll be that person. And he looked at me. <laughs> like and- you? <laughs> And I thought to myself, did I just say that? I mean, I pray the Lord, you know, clear my schedule more. I got too many things going on in my life. And he said, would you really be? I said, well, I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about. He is training to be a spiritual director. I've heard you use that term, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't know what it was. But Roger's a friend, and if he needed somebody... Well, you
1: like him a lot. He's a wonderful man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's in this great change in his life where he's saying, okay, now I have the freedom. Mm -hmm. I'm retired, but I'm still healthy. And he's decided that he wants to be involved way more in the ministry side of the world. And Maine said, you need somebody? I, I'm available.
1: So how many sessions have you had
0: with Well, Rod? let me just say that after that, I was leaving the church and I said to myself, what did I just say? Because Roger said, let's get together and I'll talk about it and tell you what I need. And I thought, oh my goodness, what is a spiritual director? Well, there's an hour session Mm -hmm. that he needs, and he needs that over a period of time. Mm -hmm. Just someone to, he can be that spiritual director for that person, and and I'm not the only one he's spiritual directing, but I quite honestly didn't know what a spiritual director was. The first time we got together, it was an early Monday morning. That seemed to be a good time for me. We met at seven o'clock in the morning, and he said, well, what would you like to talk about? I was totally unprepared.
1: You had no idea.
0: (laughs) And... (laughs) partway through the session, I was thinking to myself, I've done an awful lot of talking. I don't remember, but I've been in a situation where I've talked so much about myself. And so I was kind of getting a feel for what was going on. As we started the time together, he said, I have this candle and I'm going to light this, and this is going to represent the presence of Jesus Mm. while we're here. And that was new to me. And then that candle was there, you know, and, and I was beginning to think, yeah, Jesus is present with us as well. And he didn't talk about himself at all. He talked the whole time as though I was the important person. Yeah, and I, I came home and I kind of debriefed it, and you said, "You know, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing." <laughs> you know, what was he, I
1: laughing then, or did Oh, I keep you always laughing.
0: laugh. Yeah, <laughs> you laugh at me, you laugh with me. But it was interesting. And then the second time, I was a little more on top of. It was what was our, happening? <laughs> yeah, it was an early Monday morning again. I was more prepared. Uh-huh. I had prepared myself through my own. Individual, what I would call devotions, or my prayer times, which I I have each day, and I was to the place where I say this. This is really what I would like to talk about, and it's interesting to me that he was a listener, and then he was a person who asks very perceptive questions mm-hmm. but more than any of that i think he was a person who was a friend who was interested in me mm-hmm. i know roger mm-hmm. and i never would have talked with him say at a restaurant if we'd gone for coffee or something the way i talked
1: well you would have and, engaged him to tell uh, you about himself because that's our
0: normal would have turned it yes our normal approach yeah, to the people yeah, in our lives yeah
1: well i am laughing because
0: well, well i'm glad you told <laughs> me because i didn't know that you were Now you're laughing.
1: Well, I mean, I was into this big time, Mm -hmm. probably 20 years ago. I
0: know that. You're usually ahead of me.
1: No, I'm not in a lot of areas. But in this area, I was really part of a group that began to address the need in basically our branch of church's life, conservative evangelicals for something other than just, I don't mean just a Bible study, but in addition to Bible study and listening to sermons and maybe small groups. The tradition of this, it has an ancient tradition before the Middle Ages, really. I think it began in the monastic system for spiritual directors, for monks to have a spiritual director, someone they went to and talked to on a regular level, who was interested in that person, the directee, telling them about their spiritual life, their spiritual life, spiritual progress, where they were in their relationship to God, which is just really a remarkable thing.
0: Within the evangelical world, what I would say as I think about this now is that, that you could go to a counselor right. or you could go to a pastor, and mm-hmm. you usually would do that because there was a crisis in your life of yeah, some kind or another something, or a yeah. problem that you couldn't work through. So here was this person, you would go, and then they would give you the answer. That's not what Roger's doing at all. No, he, he's yeah.
1: wanting you to find those, first of all, what are the questions even in your life? Mm-hmm. And the answers then have to come out of your relationship with God. And that's what a good spiritual director is trained to do, to get out of the way, actually, in that process. To not be inserting their ideas or their opinions into that process, but to continually lead the directee in a conversation where they are telling about their growth and their journey and the blocks they have as far as spiritual life blooming in in their hearts and souls and it's just an extraordinary gift.
0: You feel highly honored. you know. But
1: how often do we have time, those of us who particularly I think are in leadership roles or spiritual mm-hmm. leadership roles have time to be somewhere where someone is there just to listen to us. Now people are more and more in conservative evangelicalism being encouraged to find a spiritual mentor or a spiritual director. People will even use that terminology. This first began and in my life, say about 20 or 30 years ago, after these conversations with you, as far as what we were going to do in this podcast, tried to trace the history, I felt a real gap in my life. I was traveling and speaking and writing books mm-hmm. and you get sort of a profound persona that people impose on you and maybe it's right, maybe it's stuff they impose on you. And realizing that I was really in a very dangerous place in my life. All of that attention and that affirmation and are you the Karen Maines I yeah, mean that comment. No,
0: you're moving into adulation. Yeah,
1: yeah. adulation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't mean to do that, but it's really where it comes from that I realized I needed to have someone in my life who was totally Objective, really didn't know anything about me, but was spiritually wise. And lo and behold, I discovered that there were people were actually being trained to be spiritual directors. And so I trained
0: within the evangelical uh, but tradition? At that time,
1: I think it was uh, there was a Catholic uh, retreat center close by okay. us. I remember this. One. I called and said, Do you do spiritual direction? And they had some of the nuns had been trained to do spiritual direction. So I went in. We come from this Bible centered background mm-hmm. in evangelicalism. It was very cute. She was a little white-haired nun, and she was very intent that I would be (laughs) Bible-centered. You know, in our evangelical look at Catholicism, we often don't give them the credit for being as Bible-centered as we are. And that was very cute, but... The most remarkable thing about that that I remember is she gave me, I'm almost in tears about it now, a whole hour and questioned me and allowed me to talk about where I was spiritually and what was happening in my life. And I had never had that before. And you and I have a really close relationship, a really mm-hmm. close team relationship, and we do talk about spiritual things, but I think it's when there's someone outside of your system of love, Mm -hmm. like you have in our marriage, who is trained to give you that kind of time. I I remember walking out of that session. There was a little bridge that led to the retreat house over a tiny stream and just putting my elbows on the railing and, you know, so deeply moved that someone had been there just to listen to me for a whole hour. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't have to take care of anyone. I didn't I wasn't interrupted to get the phone or stir stuff on the stove or take care of kids. It was protected time and it was truly very holy. It was very holy.
0: Yeah, I would say this with Roger.
1: More than you expect, right? It's not just a conversation.
0: There's a certain meeting, greeting, which goes very quickly. Yeah, right. But when that candle is lit, all of a sudden, I was aware that, you know, Jesus is present. Mm -hmm. I can't see him, Mm -hmm. but he's present. This is more than just a meeting
1: of two humans. Yes. Well, and then the thought that I would be able to go back, I don't remember if I went week after week or twice a month or once a month, I just can't recall anymore, Mm -hmm. that that woman was available to me for the same thing the next time I would come back and the next time I would come back. And I credit a lot of my midlife growth because this would probably been, I'm 78 years old and this is probably in my 50s. A lot of the intense spiritual growth that I had at that time was because of her presence in my life. So it's just a huge gift. And what we're doing is exposing this journey that we've had with spiritual direction and encouraging our listeners to say to the Lord, if they feel that they need it and don't have someone like that in their life, that the Lord would lead them to someone who's really professional or trained, a, or a trained, trained individual.
0: Yeah. And apparently this is a rigorous training. What's interesting in my mind is that maybe I'm mistaken, but I can, name a number of, not 20 or so, but uh-huh. I, I can name five, six, seven women uh-huh. who are trained spiritual directors uh-huh. who are a part of the evangelical church. Uh-huh. But I don't know that many men. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know if I would have gone to a woman. Uh-huh. I just don't know if I would yeah. have. Uh-huh. But I felt close to Roger and I knew him. Uh-huh. And he's not an overbearing personality.
1: He's a delightful he's person. A, yeah, yeah he he's really, wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: when you say delightful, I would say that part of the sessions have been laughter.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, it is.
0: So I see this as a growing element of Mm -hmm. the conservative church, and I see it as a very powerful thing.
1: Well, I think it's particularly powerful when you think of how much time in your daily life you spend in prayer. I mean, this is not, you're not a novice Mm -hmm. in spiritual practices. You're a man of the word. I mean, every time I go into your study, you're either praying or you're at your desk reading the word
0: or, you know. Trying to hide the donut from McDonald's. (laughs) You snuck into your study. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> but so that's your life. And for you at 85 to have this new spiritual thing open up, I just think it's a beautiful gift that God has mm-hmm. given to you. And I would like to encourage our listeners, many of whom are older, have listened to us through the years to the Chapel of the Air. And we're delighted to have them be a part of our listening group. But... I would encourage them, if they don't have anything like this in their life, to ask the Lord if it would be a new growth edge for them in a way that they haven't perhaps had before.
0: Yeah, growth edge is a good way to say it, because I didn't have a specific problem in my life uh-huh. I was trying to work through. Uh-huh. But I've never had so much of a sense of feeling of Jesus is present here as well, uh-huh. to walk through that and leaving. Having enjoyed is not the right word. Having felt the presence of the Lord uh-huh. as I was taught, I think with him, because I respect Roger, and obviously I have immense respect for the Son of God, uh-huh. but to say, to the best of my ability, I'm trying to put into words where I am uh-huh. in this in my spiritual journey. walk. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, Karen, this is the funny part. He asked me, well, well what do you think God's thoughts are about uh-huh. you? And it was quite for them, he, You know, I said, I think I bring God great joy. <laughs> I think he looks at me as a son and says, I'm proud of my son. I enjoy uh-huh. our relationship. Now, Beautiful. Now, uh, that may be me overthinking. Maybe, Only you would
1: think that was overthinking, but I think that's just where you are be, in your presence well, with the Lord. You're feeling his p- approval, Yes, right? I
0: do, but I, I didn't feel it like I felt that when I said it, uh-huh. you know, and, and I would be, uh, now I'm talking on a podcast, I would be careful who I said that to, and now I'm not uh-huh. careful. But I don't think just praying on my own, I would have come to that uh-huh. place, but because he asked perceptive questions, uh-huh. which was questions that I wouldn't have asked myself. I found that to be very beneficial uh-huh. to me, and I've, I've thought about the conversations. Uh-huh. Uh, well, conversation isn't even the right word. This is a whole new world uh-huh. to me. He is playing a ministerial role on my behalf. It's quite exhilarating. Mm.
1: It's wonderful. I remember decades ago, we used to say that Christians get together and they talk about everything but their faith. They talk about their kids, they talk about their work, they talk about sports, they talk Mm -hmm. about what's in the news.
0: What's a good book you've read? What's a good book you've seen?
1: Or what we've done, vacations we've taken. But the one thing that's the most powerfully common thread in all of their lives is their spiritual walk and their relationship Mm -hmm. to the Lord Jesus Christ, and they hardly ever talk about that. So I think that one of the things that we need to do is to remind ourselves that primarily within these physical frames that we function in, we are spiritual beings, Mm -hmm. and that Christianity is not a solo operation. We are told by Scripture after Scripture that we are part of a community of faith, that one of the things that manifests our spiritual maturity is how much we love God and how much we love our neighbor. (laughs) And so what you're experiencing is something that's part of our spiritual community and should be available to all, and we should all be partaking in it. In fact, I probably need to get another spiritual director in my life now that we've talked about this. But we need to step out of the American individualism, that tool, Often infiltrates our faith journey and realize that we are here for one another. And there are some people, as we have been talking about, more and more of them who are being trained to be spiritual directors, to be a spiritual friend in a way that is not ordinary or common, but specialized spiritual
0: directors. You I've never even thought of this until now. But Roger, I'm not paying him to uh-huh. do this. He's never even brought it up. Did you pay the?
1: I don't remember. I think there are some maybe the who, who I don't do think have is a that fee? necessarily
0: wrong. No, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. You, if you went to a counselor. Mm -hmm. You'd probably pay that person.
1: Now I just had another thought was if you ask Roger if he has a spiritual director, what do you think he'll say? My guess is that he would say yes. I don't know. I'm guessing he'll say Mm -hmm. yes to or that Mm -hmm. he's just had one and needs Mm -hmm. to get another one. I think this whole principle is pretty powerful in that we don't do solo Christianity. We have to depend on one another and particularly those who now are being trained to be wise directors of that process in our lives.
0: I'll put it into a sentence. Okay, I've tried to train people how to do there's not very many people do, but, but they some, need to. This is do. wonderful what you do. A skilled spiritual director can help you achieve a richer and deeper relationship with God. So that came pretty fast, didn't it? Uh, I'll do it again. A skilled spiritual director can help you achieve a richer and deeper relationship with God. It's a unique role mm-hmm. that people can play. Anyway, I'm just at the start of this. I have a feeling that I'd like to get Roger sometime to come in here. Oh, that'd and be I'll wonderful. And let you sit and listen, but we only have two mics. Mm-hmm. And then I could ask questions I want of him, just about that role. And then, I, if you want, I can get off of this stool and you can come and sit in this <laughs> no, one. No, I, I think that, that would
1: be fine. You Just to talk I with it, I Roger. think it would
0: be helpful. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, I'm going to process that one. I'll give that sentence once more again because, you know, people listen to us and so, boy, it said a lot. Now, what was the thrust of it all? Well, we're exploring this. It's kind of exciting to us and we're sharing it that a skilled spiritual director can help you achieve a richer and deeper relationship with God.
1: It's wonderful. One of the other things we're trying to do is to expand our podcast listening audience. Mm-hmm. But we thought the first thing that we would do is find out who is listening to us. We have from time to time people who say, oh, I hear your podcast, or and mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Many of them are good friends from years and years and years running. So we're asking people just to sort of, Dean, when he comes on, we'll give our email address. Say, I listen, I try to catch you as much as possible. I'm so-and-so and so i have known you in the past and a lot of these people we know. But we just want to have a feeling for who is our audience because we're going to start to try and grow the podcast as well.
0: Okay, Dean. You've been listening to the Before We Go podcast. And if you would like to write to us, please send us an email at the following address. hosts at beforewego.show That's all lowercase letters, hosts at beforewego.show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please remember to rate, review, and share on whatever platform you listen. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Mainstay Ministries, Post Office Box 30, Wheaton, Illinois 60187.